0: This is part two of the mirror experiment. We're now going to explore the four main stages in our lives. The baby, the child, the adult and the seer. These four stages can be illustrated by the way we relate to the mirror. Look in the mirror again. As a baby and an infant, you're unaware of what you look like. You are for yourself headless, at large, space for the world. Of course you don't think of yourself in these or in any terms. Imagine now you're an infant looking in the mirror. In this first stage, when you look in the mirror, you see another infant there. You don't say, that's me. You don't imagine yourself looking at that face there from a face here. You see the face in the mirror and it's the only face there is, your capacity for it. From day one your parents and others start teaching you that you are what you look like. In other words, they teach you to imagine taking that face from over there in the mirror and placing it on your central emptiness. There are several steps to this process and you can see what they are now as you look in the mirror. Imagine reaching into the mirror, taking hold of the face there and bringing it out of the mirror towards you. On the way Turn it inside out like a rubber mask, so that it's now facing away from you. Stretch it so that it's bigger. And now, moving it all the way from the far end of your arm to the near end, put it on. Imagine it covering your emptiness. Imagine you're looking out of two eyes. As a baby, you've not yet learned to do this. But by the time you're in the second stage of the child, you're beginning to put your face on like this, each time you look in the mirror. You say to yourself, that's me. Then, when you're away from the mirror and with others, you continue imagining that you're wearing that face, that you're confronting other faces with your own. You're getting used to seeing yourself as others see you, learning to hold the image of your face in your mind. Of course, you don't just identify with your face, but also with your body, your name, your gender and so on you're becoming aware of your appearance, aware of yourself as a unique individual. This identification develops gradually. A friend asked her four-year-old daughter to go to the bathroom and wash her face. When she looked in to see what her daughter was doing, she found her washing the mirror, which was where she found her face, of course. As a child, much of the time you leave your face there in the mirror. Forgetting about your appearance, You live unselfconsciously from your faceless emptiness. Not yet labelling yourself as a boy or a girl It's easy for you to be anything. Perhaps in one moment you're a lion, in the next a bird. When your parents remind you that you're not an animal, you're a boy or a girl, suddenly you remember your human identity. But just as quickly you forget and become something else. Being nothing, you're flexible. You're also open. When you're with others, having no face to keep them out, you include them. Not being distant from anything, you see things clearly because you're not imagining your face in the way. And since you're not yet blocking the creative source within you, you can play for hours, making things up as you go along. You're aware of what you look like, but you're not yet ruled or restricted by your image. You're natural and free. Obviously, this stage doesn't last. Increasingly, as you grow up, you see yourself as others see you, and overlook how you see yourself. You shrink from being at large to being only as big as your self-image. When I glance in the mirror as an adult, I never doubt that that face is really here, that I'm wearing it like a mask. The word persona means both mask and person. Believing I am my mask, my personality, I behave as if I'm just this person and overlook who I really am. If someone were to suggest I don't have a face, that I'm capacity for the world, I would think them mad. In this stage, I am my appearance. You can put your mirror down now. The positive side to identifying with my appearance is that I'm now aware of myself as an individual, and aware of others as individuals too. Accepting I'm inside a head here I see you in the same way. You're inside your head. As a baby, I was unaware of myself and others, unaware of the world around me, unaware of the past and the future. Now, I'm aware of all of that. However, self-consciousness has a price. Being separate from others, I feel lonely. Being like a grain of sand in a vast, indifferent universe, I feel lost and unimportant. Certain I will die, I feel afraid. What's the point of it all, I wonder? Most of us go no further than this stage. We live and die convinced we are the one we see in the mirror. This limited view of ourselves profoundly influences the way we live. Much of our behaviour flows from feeling separate, unimportant, vulnerable, poor, weak and so on. However, this need not be the end of our journey. We can go on to awaken to our true identity. The purpose of this workshop is to help us do this. Pointing back at the place where others see my face, I find here no face, no mask or persona, but the source and container of the world. Attending to the place I'm looking out of, I discover not two human eyes, but one divine eye. Looking in the mirror, I travel from my appearance there to my reality here. Each of us can take this short journey home whenever we choose. Keep travelling this one metre path, keep returning to the source again and again, and discover the endless riches and delight, the wisdom and peace and love of who you really are. This doesn't mean that all your problems suddenly go away. What it does mean, however, is that you see where your problems are. They are there and not here. Here you are free of them. As the great Indian sage Ramana Maharshi said, the solution to our problems is to see who has them. Find your true self and you find the place in yourself that is problem free. At the same time, you are free to attend to each problem as it presents itself in the clear space of your true self. Returning to this infinite resource that you are, being open to it for inspiration and help, you can now test daily the claim that your true self never lets you down, that it's always here to guide you, to show you the way forwards, to give you what you really need. And of course, you continue being aware of yourself as a person. That's half the fun of it. You're now aware you're both human and divine. Though you see that everything is within you, that everyone's face is your own, that you were never born and will never die, you know that for everyone else you are the complete opposite, you are just a person. As a rabbi once said, everyone must have two pockets. In his right pocket are to be the words, for my sake was the world created, and in his left I am earth and ashes. The art of living involves being aware of both your divinity and your humanity. Looking back on your life, you can now understand it was necessary as you grew up to ignore your true self and become identified with your appearance. Only by doing this could you become fully human. And now, having become human and having also awoken to your divinity, you can celebrate with others the miracle and blessing of who we all really are. Look in the mirror one more time. You are capacity for that unique appearance. No one else in the world sees your face when they look in the mirror. This is who you appear to be in this life. This is the person everyone around you sees when they look at you. But you can see the inner identity of this person there in the mirror. You can see who you really are. The amazing thing is, everyone else in the world sees that same clear being where they are. We each have a different face there in the mirror, but we have the same no face this side of the mirror. We are many, and we are one. You can put your mirror down now. These days, however, most people are unaware of their true self. As a species, we are still, by and large, in the third stage. We see ourselves as separate from each other, and separate from other species and the planet. Whilst we have achieved great things, ignorance of our true self often leads to fear, greed and hatred. From these flow conflict. Given the technology at our fingertips, we are now in danger of destroying civilization as we know it, and much of life. Is it possible for us to see through the fundamental mistake we are making about our identity and begin acting consciously from who we really are? Over the last few thousand years, mystics here and there have awoken to their true self. Today, however, more people than ever before are aware of who they really are. It seems we are now witnessing an increasingly swift spread of this awareness in humanity. If you are now seeing who you really are, then you're evidence of this transformation in the species. And once you've seen your true self, you can show others. These experiments make it possible for anyone to transmit this awareness. As a species, we've already made the leap from childhood to adulthood. We've become self-conscious. Perhaps the time has now come for us to make the next evolutionary leap into conscious awareness of who we really are. Our survival may depend on it.